Paulus Affair. Today's guest is a cancer survivor who created tools for others experiencing cancer. My Care Crew makes the cancer journey more bearable by streamlining daily challenges with an app to manage help offers from loved ones, share updates, and create wish lists. Paula will also share insights about her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Paula, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful that you'd be here. Thank you so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to come on your show and and share our story. It's it's a relatively new story, so we're really grateful that you allow us the time to to talk about it. Oh, God, it it is new and what you're doing, uh, and it's a new approach to a fairly old problem, but uh, it is such a huge, painful problem. I hope you're going to be able to make... uh, make some success of this, but uh, I want to start, and I I apologize kind of for going there first, but I think it's important for context. But if you would, take a minute and tell us a little bit about your cancer journey. So my cancer journey, um, it started out as a simple, oh, I I can't swallow it. I had a problem, but so subtle that it was just like, oh, okay. That came and went, and then it happened again. And I went to a friend who's a doctor. He was like, "You know what? This, this, I had this experience, and it was kind of weird." He was like, "Oh, let's just go check it out. You know, it doesn't hurt." And that was December thirty first. He got me into an ultrasound, um, and then January fourth on my birthday, I had to go back in and get the results. And I'm sorry, I get emotional just sometimes because it's a hard story. And and I remember I had yeah, my son with me at the time. He's a year and a half old at the time. And he was sitting in my lap and the doctor comes in, no, hello, nothing. He's like, oh, kiddo, it's cancer. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking the last thing that was going to be told to me was, this is cancer. Yeah. And I remember I, I just, after that moment, I just, I, I didn't even hear whatever else the doctor said. I just remember holding my son and thinking like, am I going to see him grow up? Am I going to be around to see him? get married or go to school and all these things. And that's how it started. It, it was, it was just, I couldn't swallow very well. It's something that you wouldn't, I don't know, associate to cancer. Um, and that turned into a five year ordeal of surgeries and radiation and more surgeries. And luckily now I'm, I'm doing much better. And, and like I shared before the, the recording, uh, it it becomes, this is one of those diseases that it just becomes a part of your life. Because even after you kind of go through all the process, you go through the treatment, you get that much desired NED, you still have an every six months, every nine months, or every year checkups. And it's like that constant reminder, is this year going to be the year they're going to tell me it's back? Is this year going to be the year? So it's, it's just one of those diseases that stays with you for such a long time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit of how I found out. Well, I'm, I'm so sorry that you have had to go through this, uh, but I, I'm, I'm grateful that you are willing to share your story. I, I, I'm sure that other people who have gone through similar things have listened to that and feel just, I, I guess I dare say better knowing that you're willing to share feeling that sense of camaraderie with you uh, because it is such a difficult thing. It's mm-hmm. 
surviving cancer is an interesting, painful club to be a member of. Uh, and as mm -hmm. of course, uh, it's a much better club to be in than those who uh, pass away. Uh, so uh, thankfully, more and more folks who uh, get cancer are in the survivor camp these mm. days. Thank heaven. Thank you. Yes. Heaven. Still very scary. Very scary. Very, very scary. Um, so you were inspired in the middle, midst of all of this to launch an initiative to help people cope with some of the practicalities and emotional mm. difficulties of cancer. Tell, tell us about My Care Crew. So my care crew came about when, when one of my close friends, she was also going through cancer. So we were cancer buddies, if you will. We had met each other back in the early 2000s when we were all working at Cisco in a technology company. And at the time, we were all spread in different countries when, when she was, this was right pre-COVID, um, when she became ill again. And all our friends kind of designated me as, okay, well, you know what she's going through, so you tell us what to do. And how do we be there? And how do we, what do we do? What do we say? When do we say it? How do we say it? What do we send? And I, I try to do that best I could. And when Agnieszka got better, uh, several months later, she got a little better. I said, you know, I, I have to tell you that I, I don't know if I was a good friend to you during your treatment. I thought that I would do a good job because I was also a cancer patient. And then I realized how this experience is so personal to each person and we all react and cope so differently. And I said, you know, I, I think I failed you as a friend during your, your experience. And, and we just, it, the conversation started from there and we talked about all the different pain points that we had all gone to. And then we started talking to other people who also had cancer and, and we started coming across like a consistent list of pain points. And then one day we were talking, just like, what if we, do something about this? What if we figure out a way to make it easier for patients to get a little bit more control over their experience during this treatment process and to give them a little bit more control of who comes into that inner bubble and how much they come into that bubble? Um, because sometimes people who do it with very good intentions, they don't realize that they're over-intruding or not doing it enough. So it's, it's really a hard balance to, to get to the right place where you can be there when and how you need it most as a loved one. And that as a patient that you can feel comfortable saying, this is what I need. I don't need what you're offering me, but this is what I would need instead. So we wanted to just figure out a way to make that balance between what patients want and need and what friends and family can offer and, and support and how to do that. And that's really how that the actual features in the app came about. Paula, tell us a little bit about what the app does. Let's get specific, a little bit granular to describe the, the tools and resources so that uh, we, we go from the strategic down to the very tactical about how the app is working and helping people. Okay. So th there's two sides to the app. One is the patient or a caregiver side, and then one is the friend and, and the family side. So we call them care crews. So as a patient, one of the things that we wanted to make sure patients had an opportunity to do was kind of regain that sense of loss of control that, that you experience when you're going through cancer. So we made it so that the app is by invitation only. So the patient or the caregiver decides 
who you email or uh, SMS to, to invite to your private support group. And once your family and friends join this um, care crew, which is what, what we call them, in the app on the patient side, there's a feature where you can ask for help. So if you say request help and then you can go through and be very specific about, I need childcare, I need transportation, I need meals, you give all the details, then you can decide of your care crew, who do you send that request to? That goes out via the app, the friend gets an alert of the people that you designated and then they can say yes, no, or I could do it this time. And so that conversation can, can happen back and forth. Um, on the friend side, one of the, the questions that you get asked a lot is, how can I help you? And, and many times a patient is so overwhelmed that they don't know what help they need. And what we found with patients was that they would say, I just wish people would tell me how they can help me, but be specific. So in the app, if you're a friend, you can go and say, offer help. And then you can say, I can do grocery shopping Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at these times. I can babysit these days, these times, you can be very prescriptive about all the ways you're there to help. And then the patient gets little notices and they can say, yes, no, thank you. Yes, no, thank you. So it just makes that back and forth so simple and it just streamlines the asking for help and the offering help. So that, that was the first and the main feature that, that we wanted to make sure we, we sorted out. The other, the, one of the other features is around um, just keeping that mindfulness and, and well-being and making it easier for the patient to deal with all of the emotional trauma that you go through. So we have a wellness tracker where you can track symptoms, you can track your mood, um, you can share little status updates, uh, and then you can track a journal. And all of these things you can keep them private or you can share them with your care crew or you can share them onto your social media accounts or email or WhatsApp or other platforms. So that's, that's the next set of features. And then the last feature, and this is another pain point that, that we talked about with other patients, is you tend to get a lot of gifts when you're going through this process. And many times those gifts, either like flowers or chocolates or things that you can't enjoy at the time or they just sit somewhere. And so we thought, well, what if the patient could create a wish list of things um, and then make it easier for people to get the patient what they really need? And it doesn't have to be a gift. It could be um, a thing they need. So one of the patients we were talking with, she said, you know, at the time I needed a walker for my son and somebody in my community may have had one and I didn't have to buy it. So if I could have just put, I just need a walker. I don't need flowers. Just, I need a walker. Um, and then another patient had told us, you know, I just, I didn't need things, but I wanted somebody to take me for a walk because I couldn't go on walks by myself anymore. And I really miss my walks. So that could have been my gift. It could have been an experience. So that's, that's yeah. the wish list feature that we have in the app is you could add a product, you could add a gift, you could add an experience. Um, and that makes it easier for people to get you what you really need or what you really want. So that's, yeah, that's, that's so important. How... Yeah, everybody's cancer journey is so different. And you, you alluded to that earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's easy to see uh how a six-year-old dealing with a neuroblastoma is going to be different than uh, a grandmother going through breast cancer, right? Very different experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, but in each case, there's going to be a care crew available, people who want to help and are struggling to figure out how best how to help, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, we just want to get take the mystery out of the how and just make it easy for both because it's already a very traumatic experience for the families and friends also. It's not just the patient that get impacted, right? And and yeah. if there's a way just to make that easier for everyone, that that's what we hope we we will accomplish. And compared to, you know, you're young and so you don't remember the olden days like I do. But but you know, when I was a kid, people spent more time in the hospital. Uh, with with cancer and other diseases. Mm-hmm. And so now, uh, oftentimes, most of the treatment is happening on an outpatient basis, right? Uh, yeah. uh, was that your experience? It was mostly yes. outpatient? It was mostly yeah. outpatient, yeah. Yeah, and so that uh, means that there's a lot of care folks used to get in the hospital yeah. uh, that now is happening at home, which means you may have been for three hours for uh, for your chemo, but then you're home feeling crummy, uh, mm-hmm. and and there's not a nurse there to take care of you and offer help. So there's so much more that friends and family can be doing. It seems today than we what used to be necessary in some ways. Uh, yeah, and the number of people so, that still try to work through it also. So it's it, there's also a, a place for this. Um, type of help to be managed and collaborated uh, on the work side. Uh, you, you, oh. Right? Because you have your coworkers that want to also help you and try to uh, figure out how they can help you either come back when you're doing treatments or after treatments. And so that's another space where people are trying to figure out, well, what do we do? How do we help them best? How do we? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Um, it's one of those blind spots that I was born with, right? Uh, in part because of when I was born, uh, I remember early in my career, uh, my first real job, first you know office job that uh, some of the women that I worked with explained to me why it was bad that women worked. <laughs> I wasn't going to say the irony, that. <laughs> the irony being totally lost on them, but, but that, that context, uh, is nonetheless framing. And so I sometimes forget as I'm talking to you as a woman, but of course you're a professional woman and, and you would think about this, right? This reality that some of the treatments be, are so much better that they allow cancer uh, mm-hmm. patients to, to work while they're in recovering they're and being treated, yeah. uh, which is great, but you're still feeling crummy some of the time, right? And you need and, help at work to stay yeah. on top of your stuff. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, unless you unfortunately have gone through it, I think cancer, sometimes you don't see it, right? So right now you don't think I have cancer. I don't look like I'm in pain or I don't look like, but a lot of the side effects of some of the treatments that people get, like in my case with radiation, it it impacted my ability to think. I, I remember when I started going back to work and like trying to add two plus two, I had to stop sometimes and like think, okay, two plus two is four. It just... And, and people don't realize all of the other side effects that go along with, with treatment and how they impact your confidence because you start to doubt yourself and you start to not be able to do the things that you used to do or you get very tired doing just simple tasks. And so a lot of the true uh, hard part of cancer is actually after you're done with the surgeries and the treatment and then you're coming back to life when you start to deal with all the PTSD and all the trauma and all the emotional aspects of cancer. And, and 
people don't see that. And unless you've been through it, people don't don't think that, well, you, you're mad now. Why, why are you still having trouble? Why are you still not able to get back to your old life? Because there is no way to get back to your old life. That, that life doesn't exist anymore. You're, you're a different person now. Sometimes better, <laughs> but it's still, it's, it's a process and it's a journey and it takes a long time. I mean, it, it takes years to sometimes work through all the emotional piece of it. Um, and, and people don't, unless you've been through it, they don't realize that. Yeah, uh, it, it's really complicated. And that's why your app is so potentially helpful, right? I, uh, you know, I think all of us have friends who've been through uh, a cancer treatment and diagnosis and all that goes with it. And we can instantly relate to mm-hmm. the needs, our desire to help and, and the frustration of not knowing how best to help and how this tool solves that problem so efficiently. So it's exciting. Uh You've had a great career, uh, and uh, you have been, you've kind of demonstrated a a powerful optimism uh, and strength of character as you have survived your own cancer journey. Uh, What do you see as your superpower? I think my, my superpower has always been, I have always felt this need that I needed to use my skills and use my experience in service to others. And I've done that throughout my life or career in different ways. And I never felt like I had found my place. And it's oddly enough through cancer that I, that's my silver lining to cancer is that I feel now I've found the place where my voice can add value to somebody else's life. Um, And that's what I, I choose to take away from this experience. If I had to go through it and I got this out of it, then and so be it. Um, and so I think my superpower is just, I just feel the need that I need to do something for others and be of service to others. Yeah, that's, that is a, a profound superpower. It seems to me that the, this app is the primary, or maybe not the primary, but a clear manifestation of that superpower in action. Would, would you agree um, I would say so. I think uh, it's been incredibly hard to to do this project. I think if I had maybe known at the time what I was getting into, <laughs> I don't know if I would have like moved forward. I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. But but I think just just having that, whether it's tenacity or determination of we're gonna do this, and I get it's gonna hurt and it's gonna be painful, but we're gonna make this happen. I think that's what that persistence. I think has gotten me to the finish line of at least having the product done so we can make it available to people uh, for free so that we can help as many people as we can. Yeah, uh, that's brilliant. Uh, if you're thinking about how to teach others, encourage others to develop the same strength and mm-hmm. desire to help other people as a primary thing, I think we all have uh I mean, there's some scientific evidence, right, for that altruism is a real thing, right, that we all have to some extent. But if we wanted to, if you wanted to, to like coach someone to develop that, to strengthen that muscle, if you will, how would you coach them to do that? I've been very fortunate with my career that it took me to places that I could only dream of. And so we, we spent time in South Africa. We spent time in countries that you have an opportunity to go to 
the parts of the world that are underdeveloped, that are that are in need of a lot of help. And I think once you get to see that firsthand and, and you get to experience what life is for somebody else and you get to walk in their shoes, I think that's the greatest way to uh, motivate somebody to do something because you can't see that and then unsee it. And you can't see that and then not do something about it. As little or as big as it, it can be. It's just, I think once you experience it. So I, if I could, I would take everybody around the world and, and show them like, this is what life is for other people. Um, I, I plan to do that with my son once he gets a little older. It's like, this is, yeah. this is reality for that child every day. Compare that to your reality. What are you going to do about it? Well, that's, that, that is uh, a powerful way to begin to, to help someone develop that ability, that perspective that you have, mm -hmm. that motivation. Um, and perhaps I can see that in, in my own life as I reflect a little bit uh, that some of my international travel that has been service-oriented especially mm -hmm. has helped me to see what you're talking about, right? See people in need and see the world through yeah. a, a little different lens. You know, we, we kind of experience a bit of a bubble, don't we? Uh, oh, my gosh. In, we have no clue. <laughs> in the developed world, which we... I, you know, again, I'm I'm a middle-aged white guy in America, and so I, for a long time I used to think of as America as the only place that was like this. I've since traveled enough to know, you know, Western Europe and a lot of Asia is very developed mm -hmm. uh, and uh, equal to the United States or better in many ways. And so it's um, it's not just here, but but yeah, throughout the developed world, we kind of can get that sense that everybody's yeah. all hunky-dory uh yeah. and yet really there are easy people to look the other way yeah people right in our own communities people on the other side of the world all experiencing a different reality than we are in our little bubbles so that's great yeah. perspective well paula uh, paula i really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today before we wrap up i wonder if you would just take a minute and tell people how they can get the app Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise engage with it, uh, how they can uh, connect with you personally, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So people don't just leave wondering and thinking, boy, it was great to hear about Paula. Thank you. Um, so our apps are available in both the Android and Apple store in the U.S. Um, you can just look for My Care Crew. They're completely free. Uh, there's no in-app advertising. It, it just literally is completely free. Um, and then to connect with me, LinkedIn would probably be the easiest, uh, easiest place. Fantastic. Well, Paula, again, thank you so much for being with us. We wish you every success in uh, distributing this app and reaching the people who desperately need this kind of help as they go through the challenges inherent in a cancer diagnosis. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Devin. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And let's do some good. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then, let's talk. 
Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.